Oh, that's bloody hilarious. <laughs> Philip, what's so funny? The almost 30-minute quiz show. Listen, Lizzie. You're right. That's fucking awesome. Subscribe today. Yeah, yeah. Another year older and deeper in debt. That's a pretty accurate summary of the first year of the almost 30-minute quiz show. Yes, it's our birthday, and to celebrate, we bring you new satire and a healthy dose of smart from around the world. From matching his and hers bits to royal urination fascination. And from a propane proposal to eyeball removal. So put on your birthday suit and pop your poppers on this festive edition of the almost 30-minute quiz show. Bang. Happy birthday to you. Uh, Was that a belch? No, I was doing rhythm. Try again. (laughs) Go on, it's the rhythm method. Oh dear, I should withdraw now. (laughs) Try again. Happy birthday to you. I can't do it when you're doing that. You can't do it when I'm doing that. Happy birthday. Congratulations. Thank you. Did you think when we started 26 episodes ago that we would make it to a year? I didn't think we'd get it to episode two. <laughs> Especially with the bloody stupid name you chose for this quiz. Oh, shit. Do you know what? I bought a present. What present did you bring? A T-shirt. Oh, God, you did. They're gorgeous. And I'm not even wearing it tomorrow. Oh, we should have won. Do you know what? The one you got for me is the same colour as my microphone. Yeah, mine, thankfully, is not the same colour as my microphone. Stained yellow. Mine's a lovely dark grey, I think. Yeah. But thankfully, I fit into it. We've made it to the year, as we've said. Yes. What happens next? Do we we say goodbye? Do we make another ten years of these things? Oh, I think we carry on. I'm having fun. But I, I do want a little holiday. It's been a year. We've not had a break for anything. Well, hang on a minute. We only record once every two weeks. Yeah, but it's the two weeks of preparation going into it. We don't go to sleep at Do you know how many barrels I have to scrape to find new stories for this show? Talking of barrels to scrape, you found a whole new audience. I did. I did. I I twiddled around with our promotion and suddenly we're very big in the Philippines. That's nice. I'm not sure how. Have you been? Uh, I was supposed to go um, in August, in fact, with my work. August as in the months that we I'm supposed to be in the Philippines now in Manila. Mm -hmm. But no, alas. I've been to Singapore, and I've been to Thailand, and I've been to Hong Kong. Are you just showing off now? I no. didn't ask that. I said, have you been to the Philippines? No. Okay, so the answer was actually no, not a diatribe about other no, places I've been close. that you've listed. I've probably flown near it. It's my birthday as well. When's your birthday? Oh, Friday. Happy birthday to mm-hmm. you. No, you. No, you grunt. Bada bing. Let's try again, okay? And Right, you'll get the idea, sense of <laughs> rhythm. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mark. Mark and David. Happy birthday to you. That was amazing. Apparently, I'm not allowed to bang on the table. I keep getting hit. So that was my opportunity to bang on the table. You just banged on the table again, you prick. Can we can we get a cushion table? When when people actually start giving money to the Patreon page that we don't have, absolutely. Oh yeah, we were supposed to launch that this year to help pay for this. <laughs> like we said, we spend two weeks planning every show. Actually, that's the reason we spend so long planning each show. We don't have time for all of the fripperies around. Yeah, our, our staff of none that we can't <laughs> afford. Mark, question number one, please. Question number one. Who won the Eurovision Song Contest in 1980 with the song What's Another Year? Manila envelopes are made from which fruit? 
Question number three. Which British comedian was famed for eating his hamster? I always forget to say the number of the question. Question number four. Which A word come which A word comes from the Greek for without sensation? Actually, anyway, let's not go there. Question number five. What is the rapid oxidation of a material in the exothermic chemical process of combustion, releasing heat, light, and various reaction products? You've started, so you'll finish. (laughs) Various reaction products. Hi, folks. Donald Trump here. If you want a terrific impression of me, I mean really terrific, like the one on the almost 30-minute quiz show, then don't get a low-energy loser. Okay. You need Frank Falzone, a fantastic voiceover guy who I've known all my life. Okay. He's great, terrific, great friend, really good guy. Frank is exclusively on Fiverr.com and will make your voiceover great again. Avoid your voiceover being a total disaster and win bigly with Frank Falzone. Okay. He's terrific. Question number one. Who won the Eurovision Song Contest in 1980 with the song What's Another Year? Gosh, 1980, that's the time when the British were still strong. That's when I was born. Was that the name of a song? Mm. It's certainly not a truth. What, are you saying I'm older or younger? Um, 1980. The scary thing is that would still make me 40. What's the name of the song? What's Another Year? Original language? English. Is it Irish? That's not a language. But it, it most certainly is. But is it an Irish contestant? Isn't it Gaelic? I don't want to go there. Um, Irish contestant? Yes. Male? Yes. Oh, my God. What was his name? He was so cheesy. And he won again in 1987. Right. Um, I'm never going to get the Our our audience are shouting at their headphones. At least the the European ones. What's his name? Well, our Irish listener. Yeah. Johnny Logan. Ah, that's the one. Yes, that's right. I, I, I remember. So, can you sing it? No. I don't remember a, a bar of it. Uh, it's probably jolly. I couldn't sing it even if it's, I did, to be fair. It's from the days when Eurovision was actually nice, enjoyable to watch. And it wasn't just this great big political forum. Well, no, it was always been a political forum. Back then you had like one Soviet Union and one Yugoslavia, so that was 15 but the, less countries. But the Irish never voted for the British and vice versa. No one voted for the British. They won a few times in that period. Oh, yeah, they won it in 81. There you go. Was Bugs, that Bugs Fizz? Fizz? making your mind up. Gonna speed it up and then you gotta slow it down. And I think they won it in mid-70s with Brotherhood of Man. And the song was, oh, bugger, you know exactly Even though you're only three is the last line. Save your kisses. Kisses for me. We've done nostalgia. And we're actually going to stay nostalgic, but for the more recent past. Yes. The last 12 months, to be precise. We decided to say... What, what what have we enjoyed? What's our favourite news story? What's the most important news story we've covered over the last year? The best bit for me is the cocktail I'm drinking right now. That, well, that was a favourite episode of mine, episode five. I remember. Oh, you are such a freak. Now I know where your boy gets it from. You that like, was our live audience episode. Do you still play Top Trumps? Uh, I used to. Yeah. And you remembered the one that, that the F-35 at 36,000 feet. I used, to, I used to have the card there and go, I've got a 42% chance of winning if I call this or that. And he became an accountant. And remember that he went four goes ago with that, so that won't be that. Why didn't you become an actuary? I was too exciting. <laughs> Sorry. 
actuaries oh, out there. Dear. I know some nice actuaries. So put your abacus away and uh, tell us, apart from, we got very drunk that edition. We did. We did. I think we were drinking cocktails through pasta. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Through spaghetti, through um, spaghetti straws. Yes. I think my son even got on the mic at one point while I was in the toilet yeah. and, and started broadcasting. Yes. Well, it's your fault for going to the toilet. Well, I do spend a lot of time in there. Pod. Yeah, but that's because you try to avoid members of your family. <laughs> <laughs> that's categorically not true, but thankfully they don't listen. The royal family. Yeah, of the UK got quite a few mentions during this year. Um, we had the whole Meghan and what's it called, Harold? Yes. Well, well, they buggered off to Canada and then bought some very large house now in Montecito in Santa Barbara. And wonder why they get lots of media yeah. attention. Yeah. Uh, that's their quiet life. Yeah. Racism. We've done quite a lot that's on racism. True. We did a lot on racism even before the whole yeah. BLM. We were talking about football mm-hmm. and racism and whether it's okay to have a picture of somebody black and say they look like somebody else and the whole argument around um, two players at Manchester City. But then that obviously reached a crescendo a couple of months ago with the Black Lives Matter movement taking over everything to do with sport media for about a month. On this, do you think that the world is a better place since we talked about racism? No. So that's our fault? No, I, I, th- I think... Racism goes away when you know other people. I think all of people's prejudices disappear when you know what they call the other. So in other words, all all borders should come down in all countries and it should be just uh, free flow? That would be a lovely thing. But just generally, if if you look at where where things have improved over time, it's it's through education and forgiveness. It's not through ramming it down people's throats and saying, that's wrong, that's wrong, you're a terrible person for thinking that. I always, I always look at crises around the world and then go back to South Africa. And I know a lot of people who left South Africa will still say Nelson Mandela was a bad person, etc. But ultimately, when he got power, the first thing he really did was say, let's look at reconciliation and truth and, you know, have meetings with people who are very different to us. And You'll South be Africa, very liberal. Even worse than that, go th- on. this week I actually thought Donald Trump was semi-competent. Okay, now we've got. That's not liberal. So, yeah, this is sublime and ridiculous. What's this to do with home policy, foreign policy? Foreign policy. Go on. Um, You know, Obama had eight years as uh, president and was extremely popular in America. And now, when people look back, they're all misty eyed and say. Within a certain population. But, But a lot of it was very domestic, how he changed America domestically. His foreign policy stank. He said, in your opinion? He said he was going to close Guantanamo and never did. He went to the Middle East to try and make peace and never did. And this, the only thing that he and his government really achieved was the Iran arms deal, which was... The contra deal. The contra-contra deal. Not the contras. That was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> but, you know, none of it was a great success. And Trump who has been going all sorts of places like North Korea and Russia and upsetting all his friends, has managed to pull off, I think it's only happened twice in 50 years, but certainly for the first time in 25 years, an Arab country has made peace with Israel. It's a country that had relations with Israel and Israel had relations relations. with it covertly. And he also was using this as a carrot and stick approach to to both countries, really. But it doesn't happen often. I mean, mean, you, you go back to 78 in Egypt and you look at the 90s and Jordan, you know, it takes three or four presidents to get there. And Trump, who you look at him and he does not look competent, you know, has pulled this off. 
back to discussing the last year, we also laid into uh, the Canadian Prime Minister a few times, Justin Trudeau. He's gone very quiet. He's, he's not the world's favourite Liberal Prime Minister at the moment or President. Which is interesting given the direction the world has gone, as we said, with Black Lives Matter and so on. You'd have thought he would have a lovely platform there. Yeah, I mean, he, he lost an election or didn't lose it. He lost his majority and now is in coalition. So he's, he's shackled a bit. Mm. But yeah, no, he's gone quiet. I tell you who else has gone very quiet. Greta. Uh, anything to do with the environment. It's just not on the agenda now. Well, nothing's on the agenda because of... Coronavirus. Which has sort of taken over our show a bit. We were already talking about it when it was in China. We were talking about it at Christmas um, when, it, when it had killed a few people in China. I think, we, And we'd linked it to racism, that people were going around the world blaming the Chinese, Chinese. for everything. And there was a lot of that at the start. Yeah. And, um, and it's still going on in America. They're blaming everything on China. Could you argue that some of that is in the Trump circle? You could, but then you could equally look at it now in hindsight and say it definitely did come from China and most people think it slipped out of a lab, Mm -hmm. whether deliberately or not, probably not deliberately, but it it has changed the world and it started in China. So that's our first year in perspective. We'll be back with a roundup of weird news. Well, bugger me sideways. Brian Blessed here. The almost 30-minute quiz show is hilarious. I find them on all trusted podcast providers. Subscribe now. Bollocks. I've been goose, darlings. Get off. Get Don't touch my ass. The alcohol continues to flow yeah. in our birthday edition. Have you popped your popper, Mark? Bang. Question number two. Manila envelopes, 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 are made from which fruit? Well, they're brown. Don't go on the basis of the taste, because that's probably the crushed bones of camels or something. That's the glue. Yes. It's the donkey that makes yes. the glue. Uh, and they eat carrots. Are carrots a fruit? No. They're a vegetable. Dates? Close. Uh, months? No, but think palm. Olives? Weirdo. Uh, bananas? Indeed, yes. No. Apparently, there is a Filipino sort of equivalent of a banana, and you can use the you, you use the tree to make a kind of papery thing from the hemp from Ooh. from the tree. Apparently, so I've been told. So the answer could actually be bananas. So if it has hemp, can mm-hmm. you make ganja? Banana ganja. Banana ganja. Gosh, I was listening to two young people who were discussing. This was actually in a medical place. I was having my prostate checked. Lots of fun. And these two people were discussing... They were were discussing which flavour they like to smoke. And they came up with... While while you were having it? The the very second or...? No, while I was waiting. So apple came up as being a big one. Lemon mint was popular. This is like hookers. This yeah, is not yeah. Wa- watermelon. Yeah, but it just reminded me. So we're going to say... I'm still picturing you with a doctor with a finger up your it. bum while there were Stop two it. children Stop in front it. of you talking about what they smoke. We are going to <laughs> pay tribute to... And you say I'm the sick one. We're going to pay tribute to the thousands of new listeners that we have from the Philippines, thanks to Mark's magic, by discussing... A news story from the Philippines. We have a Philippines news story. And it's about an ostrich. Apparently, in Quezon City in the Philippines, two ostriches went 
nuts and went running around the city after they escaped from their owner's house. Um, and it made it all the way over the Manila Bulletin, the story of the two ostriches running around. And eventually they caught them, but one of them found the whole event so stressful that it died. Allegedly. Allegedly. No, it, it did die. Yes, but it didn't. No, death suggests that nobody else caused it. Yeah. So the owner of the birds, uh, Jonathan Cruz, instructed the caretakers to bury the dead ostrich. But what happened is the caretakers of the ostrich decided that they were a bit hungry and it looked very nice. So apparently they made a very nice ostrich adobo out of it, which involves marinating the ostrich in vinegar and soy sauce and tomato and slow cooking it. So glad I'm vegetarian. The people that I hate most in the world, above all others, are useless, well, yes, are useless celebrities. Enter Harry and Meghan. They're who, royalty. They're they not, are, actually, no, they're no longer royalty. They are no longer royalty. They are scum of the earth, famous people. We can call them Kardashian or, or what was that bloke called who's running for president? Uh, Reagan. No, Kanye. <laughs> Kanye, <laughs> Kanye, Kanye, Kanye West. It. So they're up there. And now they've... There's an unofficial biography. I don't know what an unofficial biography is. It's Megan's friend. Megan's friend, exactly. So it's written by Omid Scobie and Carolyn Durand, which means she's got two friends. In this book, apparently Prince Harry was delightfully surprised with Megan after she went for a pee in the woods on their first trip abroad. Long, um, long silence. People are going to buy this shit. No, and if, well, it was, <laughs> I, and you, if they bought the pee, it'd probably be worth a lot of money on eBay. In fact, you could make it up. You could say, I found the tree. A Dutch it, original. Yes. Ah, very good. Um, anyway, that's all I have to say on this particular issue. So the next story may be related to somebody who read the book. Um, <laughs> it's a story of a woman who gouged her eyes out while high on methamphetamine in 2018, has just received a new set of prosthetic eyeballs. Kaylee Mutthart has been blind since her psychotic episode ended with tragic results. I was so excited to get them, she said. I just wanted to appear more normal to the outside world. Scary that you would actually get into a condition where you do that. If, do do we assume that it was sort of self-imposed, as it were, that she was trying to get high? I, I assume so, yeah. In which case, it's your own bloody fault. You stupid tart. That's a bit hard. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, but I'm saying if it's her own fault, you know, if somebody else gave it to her, if somebody else turned her into a junkie or whatever it is, then, then it's not her fault. But if if she has managed to get herself into that sort of state and then rips out her own eyeballs, you fucking stupid woman. Thanks, Dad. Well, do you want to disagree? Uh, uh, apparently, Kaylee said, I feel like I'm Kaylee again. And boyfriend Alex George, 42, Kaylee's 22, you're getting the feeling that he's like a dealer rather than a boyfriend. And he's getting the feeling, isn't he? He said, you've always been Kaylee to me. It melted my heart, George said. Oh, it's enough, enough, enough. And my eyeballs. And finally in this section, genital matchmaking is a thing. I was taking a swig of beer there. It's gone near the microphone. Imagine you've got, well, you don't need to really imagine this, Mark. Imagine you've got a really small willy and your wife has awning chasm right when, when you have sex i really hope she's not listening and, and, to, and, and, to, and, to and, about her awning chasm 
of when, when you have sex. Is that where the word orgasm comes from? Very it's like a short version of orningasm. When you have sex, it's like... Or something. It is a thing that couples decide that, particularly if he's small and she's big, but it could be the other way around as well, that they plastically adjust their vagina or penis to fit the other. The better the fit, the more likely they are to orgasm and at the same time. Apart from the fact it's all plastic and and there would be no feeling. I am so utterly grossed out by this. However, there is something very interesting that I learned and I think all, all young men should take to heart. A doctor who commented on this story, a woman by the name of Lucy... Lucy Glancy, she said, This is one of the reasons why men who frequently masturbate find it difficult to climax during intercourse with a woman, get this, because they are used to producing a perfect fit of their hand, which fits like a glove over their penis, compared to being with a female partner. And, And vaginas don't have muscles that tighten. Absolutely. Suck on that. This episode of the Almost 30-Minute Quiz Show is brought to you by Story Slam, the award-winning storytelling game for the whole family. We guarantee you'll love it. Story Slam. Find us on Amazon.com. Question number three. Which British comedian was famed for eating his hamster? Not a euphemism. Was that Jim Davidson? No, but there is a link. Other than the fact they're shit old British comedians. It's very, very famous headline in the Sun newspaper, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Why would it be connected to Jim Davidson? Somebody was on a TV show with Jim Davidson. No, it's more to do with police investigations. Oh, who? Freddie Starr. Oh, that's right. And the link, because they were all part of, I think, Operation Utree, which was the We police. think or we know? I think they were both investigated yes. and neither were, or I think Freddie Starr was charged and then the charges were dropped. Let's be very careful here. Um, and there was no no evidence of any guilt for any of them. I'd just like to point out that if there were any untruths told there, they were told by Mark. Of 32 Acacia <laughs> Avenue, a rather... It's a good job we don't tell people where we are located. Shall we uh, yes. get on with it? So that was a, one of the most famous headlines in the last 50 years yeah. in Britain. And, and that was in the Sun newspaper, which had semi-genuine headlines. But there was a paper in Britain, and I think it still exists, called the Sunday Sport and the Daily Sport, mm-hmm. which have even more ridiculous headlines. Right. And we're going to read the best 13. Okay. Do you want to start or shall I? You can start. Okay. Headline number one. Gordon Ramsay, sex dwarf, found dead in Badger Set. This man will sniff your bike seat. That's no yoke. Record smash with nine Krieg eggs up bum. Banned from every park in Bolton for licking dogs' asses. Ten years ago, the lotto made me a millionaire. Now I suck off dogs for quavers. <laughs> Ghost of Jacko bummed my monkey. Sex with Greg's pasty boiled my bell end. And for those who aren't used to British slang, Greg's is a bakery and your bell end is the end of your penis that Could- goes into an awning chasm. Apparently. (laughs) I've been posting my letters in the dog poo box for two years. And this one I sympathise with. Crushed to death by his porn stash. So addicted to Fortnite, I've been shitting into a traffic cone for three weeks. Help! I've got a Jamie Oliver garlic press up my arse. Fireball space aliens bummed my behind. Two fat piss flaps. 
Meet Britain's only Tourette's bingo caller. That's brilliant. I'm 62, and my parents still haven't told me if I'm a boy or a girl. If you'd like to advertise on the Almost 30 Minute Quiz Show, please email us at almost30quiz at gmail.com. That's almost30quiz, spelling 30, T-H-I-R-T-Y, quiz at gmail.com. Great introductory rates are available now. Question number four. Which A word, thank you, comes from the Greek for without sensation? Is this related to your visit to the proctologist again? Not on this occasion, but if I go back on regular basis, quite likely. At least it might be a good fit with the finger after Thank a you. bit of surgery. Which A word means without sensation? A wife? That is cruel. I'll give you a clue. It's got something to do with bottoms, sort of. I've completely thrown you now, haven't I? <laughs> uh, What's the proper word for a bottom? Arse. No, the proper word for a bottom. Uh, anus? Make it a bit longer. Stretch it out. A large anus. <laughs> Anesthesia. Anesthetic, yes. Ah. Anesthesia. Oh, so it came from like sticking a needle in your bum originally. Uh, if you say so, I couldn't possibly comment. Or did it come from the Greek for without sensation? Anyway, I don't know why we've chosen that question. It's to do with if you have anesthesia, there is no pain or agony. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. That is pathetic, because by popular demand for the third show in a row... And this is the finale of this. We're not going to do any more? No. Next, next, next time we're back, we're doing something completely different. Okay. Believe it when we see it. Agony Aunts. So, who's going first? The worst Agony Aunt letters, as reviewed by Mark and David. Go for it. Dear Deirdre, I've been breastfeeding my husband for nearly two years. <laughs> I can't go on living this way. I'm 30 and he's 29. It began when my daughter was born. I decided to breastfeed my baby and my husband said jokingly, I want some too. I agreed, but I wish I'd said no. It all got too much as my husband is no longer gentle with me. He calls me mama sometimes and it all feels so wrong. When I say it must stop, he just breaks down and cries. He hurts my nipples so much, I had to stop breastfeeding my daughter. Oh God. So what sort of response would we give to that? Just nothing you could repeat on this show. <laughs> okay, the next Maybe one. Maybe he missed out on some love as a child. Now, did you know that Dear Abby is the American equivalent of Dear Deirdre? I did. Well, I've go. spent six weeks I'm scouring through things, really so, yeah. awful letters. Dear Abby's. Dear Abby, I've never written to you before, but I really need your advice on what could be a crucial decision. I've suspected for some time now that my wife has been cheating on me. The usual signs, phone rings, but if I answer the caller hangs up. My wife has been going out with the girls a lot recently, although when I ask her the names, she always says, just some friends from work you don't know. I always stay awake to look out for her taxi coming home, but she always walks down the drive. Anyway, I have never approached the subject with my wife. I think deep down, I just didn't want to know the truth. But last night... She went out again and I decided to really check on her. I decided I was going to park my BMW R1150GS motorcycle next to the garage and then hide behind it so I could get a good view of the whole street when she came home. It was at that moment, crouching behind my bike, that I noticed that the valve covers on my engine seemed to be leaking a little oil. 
is this something I can fix myself or should I take it back to the dealer? <laughs> Excellent. So please they publish that. That's great. Dear Deirdre, I have been sending sexy messages to my mum on a social networking site. I know it is wrong, but it's so exciting. I'm 22 and my dad left us 15 years ago. My mum is 40. I recently went on the computer after her and saw she had been on a networking site. I was curious, so I made up a name for myself and messaged her later from my laptop, saying I like older women and found her sexy. She replied she felt flattered. I asked her if she masturbates. When she replied yes, I know it's wrong, but it just turned me on. She keeps asking for a photo of me, which of course I can't give her. She's now asked if I want to cam with her, and I'm hoping she will let me watch her without showing her who I am. <laughs> I feel ashamed of what I'm doing, but the thought of seeing her without her bra is amazing. Would it do any harm just to watch her undress then delete my address and forget about it? Good Lord. Not mother. (laughs) Dear Deirdre, I caught my six-year-old son looking at something disgusting on the computer. It feels like we've both let him down. My husband and I are 36 and been married for eight years. Our son is the love of our lives. I thought he was watching cartoons, but when I saw what was on the screen, I froze. I don't know how to say this, but he's watching girls pooing on people and then eating it. I turned it off straight away and told him that it wasn't a nice thing to watch. We've put in parental controls, but I feel like I've let him down badly by being too lax. Is that lax or laxative? The almost 30-minute quiz show is leaving from platform four. Question number five. What is the rapid oxidation of a material in the exothermic chemical process of combustion, releasing heat, light and various reaction products? I would actually say that that is not a grammatically correct question because it should be what is the name of or what's it called. I assume that's what you want to know. Yes. I'll go with rusting. No. Uh, Wetting. Wetting. Yeah. That's more to do with beds and the rapid pissing after too much beer. (laughs) I don't do, you don't do science. Correct. You had to look this Which up. Which is why I copied and pasted this. Go on. It's fire. That is the definition of fire. Or a definition of fire. Rapid oxidation of material in the exothermic chemical process of combustion, releasing heat, light and various reaction products. Thank you for that. Pleasure. That's our science lesson for the week. Fire. I was going to try and find out who sang that, but Um, uh, Stanley Archie, Arthur Brown, Arthur Brown, the the amazing world of Arthur Brown. Excellent, one hit wonder. So, our and finally story today comes from Sheffield, Sheffield, Oregon, Sheffield, Yorkshire, in England. Okay, and it's a lovely romantic story of Albert Andrew and his fiancé or his hopeful fiancé Valeria Madovic okay Albert spent two weeks meticulously planning his perfect proposal after buying a ring so he decided to surprise Valeria by filling their living room with candles a hundred tea lights and 60 balloons Albert had spent four hours preparing for his romantic proposal including two hours of blowing up balloons and lighting candles oh the besotted waiter spelled out the words married me with tea lights and put a bottle of Chianti in the middle. It's very sweet. And then went to pick up his girlfriend. But after he left, the place caught fire and completely burnt down. <laughs> Three fire crews rushed to the scene. And after Valeria saw clouds of dark smoke emanating from their flat. 
But on returning and seeing the damage, Albert still insisted with going ahead with the proposal. And guess what? She, she said, said yes. Oh, damn. <laughs> what a lovely end. No, but that's pathetic. I mean, our end stories are meant to be, you know, like but, making fun of... But you can't make fun of someone who burnt his house down because he was proposing. Of course you can. Wouldn't it be better if he just got down on bended knee and said, will you marry me? She might say no. She might just find that plain. Whereas, you know, this whole romantic firework display. Well, that's bollocks, isn't it? You're going to marry someone not because of they're a pyromaniac. You're going to marry someone because well, maybe, they love uh, maybe you. Maybe Albert was a bit ugly and had to catch her off guard. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, the, in the pictures, they look like a very nice couple. So talking of celebrating, um, how are you going to set your house on fire for your birthday? I, I'm going away. <laughs> so so I, should, I can do it. Please burgle my house at 36 Acacia Avenue. It was Robert. 33 before, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to get the neighbour burgled. I don't <laughs> like him. He's dog shit on my lawn. So Mark is going on a little vacation, and uh, so is the almost 30-minute quiz show. We don't know for how long yet. What, about a month? Yeah, we'll probably be back about the beginning of October. We're going to have a summer holiday. Well, I'm not going to be going anywhere, but we're going to be having our no summer holiday anyway. Hang in there. You can always find all of the other 25 recordings by going to your favourite um, podcast provider and just clicking on our link and you'll see them all opening up. Uh, and that will keep you busy for, you know, one a day for a month. Or you could subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Like all of those Filipinos. Yes. There comes a moment. Goodbye. Don't Goodbye. cry. Wipe the tear, baby dear, from your eye. I bet the person who sang that originally is dead. Recently, I think. Is that Vera Lynn? They might have even buried her by now. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>